You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. What's up, guys? Big Lou here. Welcome to Beyond the Bike. And tonight we have the Real Talk with Neil. What's up, Neil? Hey, how's it going? All right, man. We got we got some we got some talented people in the house. Yes, we do. We got Day Seeker. Day Seeker. You've heard hello, of Day Seeker, right? Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Hey, it is great as well. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, some beer in here. We're gonna get drunk. Uh, buzz. We'll get a little buzz. We're, we're nah. get buzz. No, we can't. We can't. We can't get too drunk. We can't. No, we cannot. I'm lying on the real talk. R- R- Ramon's got to hustle some. Got to hustle the van, right? Ramon? Yeah, that's right. I'm pushing. <laughs> the pusher. It's a lot of weight. <laughs> so is the is the van uh, is the van replacement for warped? Are you guys pre- prepping for warp? Getting a new van? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How, so, uh, introduce yourselves, guys. Yeah. Um, Rory, I sing. 
I'm Gino. I play guitar. I'm Ramon. I play bass. Mike. I play drums. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So how's your, how's your guys' day? Did you guys do anything interesting today? Uh, I sat in traffic. I also. Well, I mean that's that's, 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 <laughs> that's typical here in SoCal. Um, yeah, he said interesting. Or interesting. did you? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. yeah, yeah. Um. Oh man. Let's see. No, it was a day off. Day off. And I just did laundry and relaxed and ran errands. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. It's a good uh, day. Yeah. Laundry day, man. Yeah. How much money did you go through a week for laundry? Uh, two dollars a week. Two dollars a week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> laundry. La- laundry. That's a tight budget, man. That's tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stingy places that don't give quarters. They can't break a qu- like a dollar for some reason. <laughs> so, so, I need four quarters, please. I'll buy the Snickers. <laughs> Just go to the bank, dude. <laughs> go to the bank. Get, get, ATM straight up. Hey, let me get. Go to the. Go to no, the, I mean like you go inside the bank and go. Hey, you know, I need I need twenty dollars in quarters. I, 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 I forget. Summer. I forget a lot of things. I, People How many work in the bank. bank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in there. so uh, we have Warp Tour coming up. Are you guys excited about that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm very also excited. nervous. Nervous? Yeah. So you guys are doing the full tour, right? You guys are going around Correct. with everyone else? Yep. L- lots of top ramen, or what do you guys eat? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've never There's even thought about it. Catering every day, I believe. Oh, oh really? Oh, they take care of you guys? You really? Up. There is, yeah. Serving, yeah, right? all the bands get... You get like a pass every day that you, they yeah, it's a nice spread from what I've heard. But they feed you, yeah, every day that you're playing, anyways. So. so this is like the first, like a, like the first time you guys are on on the Warp tour. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's actually it's it's the last Warp tour that they're going to do that's uh, full cross country, anyways. Oh wow. Yeah. So before before we get to that, let's let's get back to let's get to know you guys. What are you guys all about, man? Uh, Where are you from? Money, <laughs> Al- Al- alcohol, material things, girls, dudes, dudes, girls, dudes, yeah. a lot of dudes, <laughs> a lot of yeah. dudes. Okay, spend a lot of time with dudes. It's actually what most of their songs are about. If you listen, yeah. okay. Look at remote space. I'll just say climbing, but that's just too basic to say. Like, that's basic. You know, we're all, we, we all climb. Are you asking oh, yeah. what we're about? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh, where, where, are you guys, where are you guys from? Orange County? All over, yeah. Orange okay. County, San Mike's Diego. From, all from, Southern California. Mike's from Redonda Beach, and he lives near In-N-Out. <laughs> hey, I live closer to In-N-Out than Mike does, man. I'm about to map quest it and find out who's closer. I could walk there in a day or something. <laughs> how, how'd you guys meet? Tinder. Tinder? Tinder? Yeah. I've never had that. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just music. Uh, yeah, I yeah, an old band I was in I toured with Mike when Mike was in a different band. And then um and then the band I was in died and then we joined Mike's band. But you're here. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <laughs> that happens quite then, a bit, honey. Huh, Bands dying? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then we lost one of our guitar players and Gino we had known for a few years. He's from San Diego, though, but he came to try out, and he was a good fit. And then Ramon's been a good friend for years as well, and um, he used to play in his old band, I of Helix, and then we were kind of quietly waiting to steal him for a couple <laughs> years. And then we... Yeah, waiting for them to break up with him so <laughs> so we could DM him and start flirting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Wine and dine him or what? Yeah. yeah. We didn't have to, though, surprisingly. Oh, cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> Ramon's been with us about a year actually, so he's pretty, mm-hmm. we hit it off. pretty fresh. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's good. It's always yeah, 
I guess you're always curious how someone's gonna fit into your, the dynamic of your group. And right. Yeah. He's yeah. He's he's a good he's good company to have on tour. Thanks, he's a very Rick. positive guy. <laughs> you're welcome, man. Save for the dudes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Save for the dudes. Save for all the dudes out there. So, uh, what are, what are some of your inspirations when you when you guys are writing? Um, your songs like other bands we uh, other to. bands or just even like things you're going through or I don't know like what what what, well, what are the pieces that you guys puzzle together to create your song is it like if, if it's like band influence you guys want to sound like this or is it like things you guys are going through do you guys collaborate with the songwriting is it like one person like get us into that well l- lyrically it's all Rory okay so Her. outside of that <laughs> Think musically, I don't know. What are some of your if influences? We're like trying to yeah. rip off that's bands heavy or anything. Well, right, there's I, other I, I, bands I, that we look up to. That right, yeah. Cool so stuff. I mean, what are some of your influences? For Current bands would be bands like Architects and Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, older bands would be like Thrice. Thrice I would definitely. say. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I mean, I really like old like rock bands like Jimmy World and things like that. Okay, yeah. Mellower bands. Yeah, Paramore's cool. I have a soft spot for Jimmy World. Yeah. Yeah. Bleed American and Future. Sweetness is my jam, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Sweetness. Sweetness. You can't be mad when you listen to Sweetness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not know the song? Circa. Circa Circa Survive is a huge influence. For me, at least. I remember, Ramon, you would play a lot of Circa when we close at the coffee shop. Yeah. Here. There's good coffee music. Oh, good there coffee is. Music. Blue sky noise. That's the tattoo. We're showing my tattoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> anybody's wondering what's going on here. It's a show and tell. I think people can hear it just fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of smacking. They don't yeah. <laughs> we don't want to. Yeah, what's going on in the studio? There's some smacking going on. Hey, dudes, right? <laughs> dudes, yeah. yeah. Dudes just writing a song about dudes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, and then I think well lyrically, I think it kind of like it's supposed to be a lot of topics that a lot of people can relate to to find uh, comfort if they're struggling with certain things. I don't know, like drug abuse or uh, cancer or breakups, just things like that. Right, that's like a big a big part that yeah, like stems into the the lyrical content is like loss. Yeah. Yeah, hoping it helps somebody when they're listening to the music so, th- so that's where you get your, your you draw your, your your information for your lyrics from yeah most of the time yeah okay so i mean and it's kind of nice too because then i feel like when we tour I, I get to have a you know or we or, or i get to have a lot of cool conversations with people about how they might feel like one song in particular really stuck with them and then mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of makes it feel like you know if you're dealing with something tough at a time in your life and then it's translated to something positive or like in a musical form and then somebody else relates and then it's comforting then it, it makes it seem like less like senseless mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah for yeah. sure for sure yeah so you're the one that writes all the music uh all the lyrical the lyrics yeah, okay the music's like pretty split between all of us usually. so you write the, you write the content and then and then you present it to the group the band and then you guys no. try to fix no <laughs> the music no. comes first <laughs> yeah. so the okay. music comes first yeah. okay so yeah, yeah break it down so okay I feel like I can get a vibe off of, like, like just the tone or the mood of a song. I'll be like, oh, I think that'd be cool to write about, like, this topic. Like, it's... Hmm. Sometimes I'll keep it in my mind, like, I think I want to write about that someday, but then sometimes I'll hear, like, an instrumental and I'll be like, oh, like, that's really... It's really creepy or, or like, 
or dark sounding. Like, I think it would fit that that one pretty well. Or okay. if we like a ballad and it's it's a little more mellow, I'm like, oh, that's probably more like a love song or a relationship thing. So okay, I yeah, I, I hardly ever write the lyrics before the music. It usually goes the opposite. Is that is is that what the norm is, Neil? I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, is that what usually what it is? Like, where usually you have music and then you put the words to it. I I don't know. See, for my band, it was like uh, they were just kind of like, "Hey, play this part." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Can I can I change it around a little bit?" And like, yeah, uh, it was more like a collaborative lyrically and musically between Jaden and Danny. But I wouldn't say we're the most professional band, mm -hmm. so I I can give you like my insider look. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, they're doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, I also think every band's completely different. Okay, yeah, I think the way they operate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, <clears throat> how long did it take for you guys to to create a song? You know, is it like a uh, like? Does it take a while? I mean, definitely depends. I don't think there's a absolute answer to that either. So, so you guys, I mean, what's I the average? Does it vary? I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, we'll usually just do, like, pre-production on, like, a laptop, and I feel like sometimes we've, like, I don't know, we've come up with, like, an instrumental and written a full song in, like, a session or two, which is, like, you know, maybe a day or two of work, and mm -hmm. then, I mean, there was, like, one song on our newest album that, like, we, re we like, wrote and rewrote probably, like, four times, because it was, like, it just, like, we were, like, oh, I think it's cool, and then we kept writing the rest, and we're, like, Oh no, it's not that good. And then I was we rewrote it and we're like, okay, now it's good. And then mm -hmm. kept listening, like, no, it's not. And then like, <laughs> so it's it's hard because then there's some songs where like we finished, and it was like uh, there wasn't a need for like any rewrites. Like it mm -hmm. was really, it would just come out really cool right off the bat. And there's some that you have to like just like tear apart and find out like wh like what part is like cool enough to keep. What do we have to rewrite? And it's. I mean, it's weird. Sometimes you can start overthink. Like, am I, mm -hmm. are we overthinking it? Was it fine the first time? But um, it's a hard answer, yeah. Because I mean, there's yeah, there's one song on our album that it almost didn't make it on because we rewrote it so many times. But I think it was like the third song out of like twelve that we started writing mm -hmm. for the album. So I mean, that one took like over a year, year and a oh, half wow. to find like a version that was like okay, it's fine now. Mm -hmm. And then you can think it's done, and then get to a studio, and then change it again yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so a lot of songs get drastically changed like almost a 180 like you'll have a you have a skeleton for a song and then going in the studio and then the producer has input and you're like oh well i guess i could work way better so let's go with this route so it kind of kind of falls into a place into place in a different way and that's happened with with us at least several times so mm -hmm. i feel i feel like that's with most artists hmm. right so. are you guys on, on a label or, or are you guys on your own where, where, where are you guys with we're with a label called spine farm okay yeah yeah they're they're owned under universal i think they're i think they have a bigger a bigger territory or reach in like the uk and europe but they like we're pretty interested in expanding like their u.s branch so. okay yeah so they got us and like I try you. I think they have Ghost, Ghost, yeah. and Bullet for My Valentine. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, and Anti Flag. I think they shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anti Flag so. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they no, they've been cool to work with. We were originally on like more of an indie label called Invogue Records, and they were cool too. But it was, 
it's there's definitely a difference in, in more of like a major or like considerably a major label and everything. But yeah, because you I mean, that's your end game is to to get you know obviously bigger, right? There's yeah. A, <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a nice guy named Darren who works for Spine Farm and he rises. A, a nice guy. Oh. Gets his calamari in Moscow. Another yeah. round of calamari. Cal- <laughs> <laughs> is is, is, is that New the, York? Yeah, they're out of New York. Is that or the key to your heart? In, New York? in the U.S. at least. Uh-huh. Hey, we get two rounds of calamari. Hey, forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 two rounds of calamari. So is, is there a, is there, you guys, is there like a pressure environment where you guys have to like, like, hey, you guys have to produce something, you guys have to create something? I mean, how does that work? Kind of. There's an overall, uh, timeline i feel that but a lot of the times that i feel like darren will ask us like hey when do you feel you could be ready for this or this or this Mm -hmm. um it's very so it's not like you have to you have to have this done by this date right okay yeah because i mean i I really don't know how like it all works you you guys would know like there's a proposed timeline okay for sure yeah like (laughs) hey you guys better get it done or else or else. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the case if we're yes. getting it close, but usually we, we communicate enough to where that doesn't doesn't have to happen. So. Because I'm sure you guys don't want to get rushed, right? Because then, you know, then you guys put out something that you guys are not really that happy we with. don't like enough. Right? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, <laughs> I then, mean, yeah. we were just rushed, rushed to get it done, and there it is, you know? like It's, it's also the flip side to not wanting to be stagnant, too. So I feel like I think right. management's pretty on top of, like, like timeline-wise. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, like... In, we communicate with them, like a, a, about mm-hmm. that generally. Like we'll have a, <clears throat> like our A and R guy Darren will like to have a general timeline for the entire year. So that's very helpful just to know, uh, just to know that certain things are coming up so we can prepare for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't know if we had like an A and R and a manager that we didn't speak to on at least like a, a weekly basis maybe and then we'd like something would come up like that and it's just like all right well we're just kind of running around with running around like headless chickens <laughs> like like just trying to trying to stay afloat but it's been good in that regard mm-hmm. on on spine farm so yeah thankful for that it's about a year and a half to two years is like your aim goal for how often you want to put a record out but it's hard to put a time limit on it because sometimes it yeah I mean, it takes a little bit longer, or it's just different. When you're independent, like, you would only actually go into a studio when you were ready to, like, to press and hit record, and mm-hmm. now it's different. You know, you hear about bands who go into studios, and they, they literally have nothing written, and the whole goal is to actually write, like, the album with a particular producer so that they're there to, like, help you. But mm-hmm. So, so to produce a, a critical part in, 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 like, creating, like, what you guys want, the content and the music and everything out? It can be. We still like to, like, we still went in with, like, probably, like, eight or nine songs written on mm-hmm. our last record. And then he he definitely, like, he had a say in it, and he definitely put his own spin on a lot of stuff where I, like, it's, it's interesting because I think it would have came out a lot differently with somebody else. But it was it was a lot of us, though. It wasn't, like, a big whole big thing mm-hmm. I feel pretty weird if we went to somebody and it was just like we have zero stuff written because I, I have because yeah we have friends who are like producers in, in the music scene and they've mentioned like they've mentioned bands who come in with that attitude but then it's almost like the band expects the producer to actually write the album for them like 
He said, "Yeah, we that's started. weird." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, but I mean, can, can you do my homework? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. This one producer told us that yeah, a band would just come in and it was like they almost expected it was included in the recording fee that he was going to. He would literally sit there and write all the guitar for him, and then damn, would have a big. And I mean, and it's funny too. Like a lot of people don't know. Like it's, it is, it is how a lot of bands function like, really I mean, I mean yeah like you you know i was like you know you thought about it in like <laughs> the trip yeah in like major pop music and stuff like oh there's probably like you know 20 writers in there to make sure that it's like a banger when it's on the radio but then you know i've heard of bands who are like not too far you know out of our genre or our reach where they'll yeah like they collaborate with somebody and they help them write like a big majority of their record but you just see the music attached to the band, not like that's where it's the person who's writing it. You that, know? That's the team. It's, or whatever. it's yeah. like a professional baseball player, like bringing his coach in, like like batting coach. Hey, man, can you go in the bathroom real quick? <laughs> I want to. I want to see how it, how it looks. All right, I'm just going to run to the base real quick. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's similar, right? I mean, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. somebody else is doing everything for you. It's like, where's the creativeness and there's like the passion behind it? There's like nothing there. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, because when you guys put it together, it's, you know, that's you guys. It's so nobody else's, imp- you know, for the most part, it's, it's yeah, what, what you guys want it to come out. That's what it comes out, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. It no. also goes beyond the music, though, too, right? It's even, like, marketing and the images you guys put out and stuff like that, too, right? Like, uh, album art and... Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, definitely uh, for our most recent one, Dreamy is Singing, Wiggy is Rising. We've uh, done a lot of merchandise and, like, you know, promotional photos regarding the album artwork and like just trying to stick with that theme i guess so it kind of it kind of goes a long way yeah mm. so what, what i mean so what's your guys' regular gig throughout i mean you guys <laughs> right let's let's talk about what's your day job um i work in optometry for like eyeglasses and okay. contacts and stuff okay i've been doing it for like 10 years so and i my current job has been Semi okay with me leaving for two hours. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, I'll be gone for a couple months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. That's and then, uh, yeah, I work at a deli, and thankfully they're—it's crazy—but they let me leave for months at a time, and uh, I'm still been there for I want to say three to four years now because you know it's hard to find a job that lets you do that kind of thing. Right, right. Come and go as you please. It's not. <laughs> It's kind of kind of unattainable in, in certain workplaces. Right. Definitely, yeah. More 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 so than not. I, I got a buddy that works at the, at the local bike shop here, and he he does these uh, these tours where he's gone for like a year at a time. Oh damn! Oh my goodness! He, he was in India. Yeah, that's like, so he, long. he was gone for like a year. That's like three hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> Can we confirm that? Can we get that confirmed? Somebody Wikipedia that real quick. <laughs> You know, more accurately, that's like 400 days. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, if you round up, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was in India, and, and uh, he was his budget was a dollar a day. So he was living okay on a dollar a day in India. He was sleeping on the side of the road, you know, and uh, that's what he did for a year. You know, he was like in, you know, just, he went just, that's what he does. He, <laughs> he, he saves enough money, lives on his parents' couch, doesn't pay rent. Saves enough money and then he's gone for like a year or two. He's doing this thing Just called surviving. ruck. Yeah, ruck the world. So he's not going to ruck his scooter. So he wants to. He wants to do that. Uh, you know, the whole globe. You know, he wants to do on a scooter and like, that's what he wants to do. That's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's what rad. he wants to do. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, he's kind of. It kind of reminds me of that guy who was taking a picture of himself. He was traveling and the like um, 
Eastern Hemisphere and he's taking a picture of himself every he's day. Like, he's like barefoot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you see I was his beard following growing. that guy. Yeah. yeah. He, That's pretty he cool. died, didn't he? What? Oh, what? Oh, I come think on, he did. man. I'm Why sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fake news. I feel like he, I, I think he died like on his journey. Wow. Super sad. He would like oh, take pictures and like, he had glasses or something. I think at one point he had glasses, and I think he ditched them or something. Yeah, and he was, like, barefoot all the time, like, walk, walking on the street, just, like, traveling. Like, mm-hmm. like, and he yeah. just take a picture a day, and you can see, like, him get thinner. You can see him get yeah. a beard. That's pretty sad. Get a tan. Yeah, I think he got hit by a car. I, I could be totally wrong, though. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, go to, I go to Baja a lot, you know, down to uh, – I go – I've driven all the – Baja Fish Taco because that's good. Because <laughs> 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 that's good. That's good. Uh, Mexico. And uh, I've driven all the way down to, like, La Paz and Los Cabos down there. And I've seen, like, cyclists. You know, they, they go from, like, Alaska and they ride their bike all the way down to, like, Cabo. Or there's some guys that go all the way to, like, Argentina. And that's what they do. They just they put all the shit on their bikes and they ride down. And some of those guys are pretty nuts because down there, like, there's a two-lane road. And it's, like, super narrow. So, like, you got to be super careful when you're, when, you're going, when you're going by these guys. But usually they, they travel in packs. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they go, like, 100 miles a day, find a spot where they go safely to camp, and they just camp on the side of the road. Next morning, pack up, and they're gone again. That's cool. Speaking of traveling That's in packs, wild. so do you guys have, like, a DD for the, for the tour? Do you guys switch off driving, or are you guys going to have a driver? How's that? For, for Warped. For Warped, yeah. I think the plan is to have a driver. Have okay. Yeah. The, okay. It's just because, yeah, the check-ins are... Very, 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 very early in the oh. morning every day. I oh, think it's damn. like six thirty or seven or something. Yeah, it's just been confirmed that we have a driver now. <laughs> okay, um, verified. He's right. He's right. So, so yeah, being at warped all day and then getting done at I would imagine midnight or maybe later, and then trying to drive to the next check in by six thirty a.m. the next day, we would just die. You would die. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, but you know, yeah, if that's how you want to go out. <laughs> Hey man, but no, we're yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so you guys have uh, one or two tours under your belt with the current lineup right now, right? Uh, with the current, where have you guys gone with the band? Everywhere, everywhere, no, everywhere. Uh, most of the U.S., Toronto. What are okay. what are some UK of your favorite spots? Europe. Like, what was like a spot where you're like, I love this spot? Budapest. Like a, Budapest. Wow. Budapest. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I, uh, stayed, I stayed Am- in the hotel that night. I'm bummed. Am- Amsterdam, actually. Amsterdam oh, was my yeah. favorite. I was yeah. like Amsterdam for sure. Yeah, I've said it a lot, but I I think just because of like the rumors you hear about it, you expect it's going to be like a pretty well, just trashy, things like, like trashy, or, like yeah. degenerative. Vegas. I don't know. You think Vegas? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like legal prostitution. Weed. That's in Mexico. You don't have to go very far. <laughs> to do that. There you go. But it, but it, exactly. it looks. But, but yeah. Speaking of Mexico, my friend Jim went to Rosarina last weekend, and he said these prostitutes were just throwing them themselves at him and lighting illegal fireworks. Well, have you seen the guy? Was this spring break? Was this during spring break? This, this, this gym's going to be moving into my place, too, so you <laughs> might bring him by. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to have him tell the story. <laughs> Good times. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, Amsterdam was... Fra- yeah, the it's, UK in general was really cool. Yeah. It was cool. cool just to tour internationally. It was definitely, like, one of... Yeah, it was like one of the most memorable, but it was it was fucking Toughest. rough. <laughs> like, okay, I was gonna say like good memorable or just like yeah, just like, it's all around. Like, yeah, there physical was... conditions and like mm-hmm. transportation was just as janky as you can. Jet lag, sleep. Okay, 
Yeah, how do you, how do you guys yeah. deal with that kind of stuff? Like cry a lot, well, <laughs> cry in the corner. Yeah, I would blow, blow I my nose a lot. I wasn't part of that. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Okay. It was, well, actually, it was funny because when we when we first went to the UK, it's like a it's like a ten hour flight to get there, and we uh, we had a flight in the morning. We were like, we really just want to try and get out of the way, so we had this plan where we stayed up all night, like drinking the night before our flight, and then the goal was to try and like pull an all nighter. And just like exhaust ourselves so that we would just, even though it was like, you know, economy or like, you know, because in first class you can get like a bed, you can lay down. And sleep right. So you guys sleep it on the floor or what? Yeah. Much, <laughs> yeah. We had this whole like elaborate plan to just exhaust ourselves with drinking and pouring an all nighter. And then we got on the flight and then. I couldn't, like, I think I slept total of two hours. Oh, yeah. man. Like, it was just <laughs> Bad so, idea. Yeah, maybe. It was so amazing. <laughs> maybe two hours. Couldn't, you couldn't sleep. And then we got there, and it was Sun 10 a.m. Like, it was like 10 a.m. Uh, yeah, I think we left, like, California at, like, 3 or 4, and then it, it was, like, 10 a.m. <laughs> the next day in London. And so you just want to sleep, and it's the day's, like, just starting there. I think we all made it until... Six or seven at night. You guys were out, and then we all knocked out, and then simultaneously we all woke up at two, <laughs> two or three in the morning. I remember didn't, that. Didn't oh fall my, back to that sleep. Was so really? Funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we, we all woke up at the same time, pitch black in our hotel room, and we're just like, uh, so what do we do? <laughs> yeah. So by like the third or fourth day of being up, it was. I think we had slept like collectively six. <laughs> <laughs> an upside down six like nine hours or something I forget I tweeted about it mm. as it was happening and yeah, I remember let's just now. Let's, let's go scroll and, and how ridiculous that. it was that we'd been up for so many days and slept so little hours because the you guys, jet lag just ruined but you guys have to everyone. perform right yeah so the first <laughs> yeah. the, we landed and then we stayed in a hostel I think it was a hostel it, it was, was something a, it was like some somewhere one of the more simple hotels I don't know what you would call it yeah and then we met our driver the next day, and I believe played a show that night yeah. in Birmingham. I forget. I forget. But I think there was, like, one night to try and recover, but we mm-hmm. all only slept a couple hours and all woke up at the same time at 2 in the morning and didn't fall back to sleep. And then the driver was there, and it was time to go. Damn. So, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. It was cool, though. Like It was very cool. Play yeah. your music and like, a different... And it was wild, especially when people know of it. Yeah, they were it's singing like yeah. singing, singing your songs and stuff. And like, oh yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. yeah Some yeah. of the shows were really good too, and I was yeah. like, how is this going on right now? Yeah, it was very strange. Because it was that, that was a good. I want to say two, three years ago. It was two, so two and a half. And yeah. A, yeah, two and a half. No, yeah. it was yeah, but it was yeah. Because I mean, I just think it's a different attitude out in that area of the world. Because I feel like in the U.S., you usually. You'll only go to a show unless you're, unless you're like, I want to see that band as to where, uh, there were shows there I could tell people were just going because a show was happening. And then mm. they would be like, oh, maybe I'll, like, maybe I'll hear somebody I like as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I'm only going to go unless I know somebody who's playing. So I think it's cool, like, that the attitude's a little bit different there for, like, Europe? live music. Yeah, Europe and... UK. Primarily Europe, but UK too. There were, yeah, there were some great shows in, in both. Well, David Hasselhoff. Hey, David Hasselhoff is freaking famous in Germany, <laughs> uh, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh man. 
man. So what's like the worst place that you guys have like, like dude, I'm never gonna come back here. Like you Oakland. mean like for me, Oakland. Oakland? Oh yeah. Downtown Oakland was my least favorite place of all time. Tell me about it. Tell me about downtown Oakland. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? They gave me they gave me white tomatoes on my sandwich. What? Yes, depends what you mean. If you mean like show or you just mean the city. The venue or the people. I'm thinking like, like the experience, like the experience. Just overall experience. Yeah, just overall experience, like funny. Salt Lake like City, a, Utah. Really? What? Yeah. I love Salt Lake. Disregard well, that Salt Lake. They're beautiful. Hmm? Oh, the loading dock. Oh, the loading dock. The loading dock. It's, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> it's fine. That, that place. That, show, that, that place always goes off, though. Yeah. Ramon, redacted. Redacted. <laughs> 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 it was cold. It was cold. Oh my goodness. They have good beer in Utah, man. They have epic brewing, dude. It's probably expensive beer. I don't know. It's good no, here, man. When did you turn no, negative, Ramon? You're, you're becoming yeah. a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the you? Beer, the beer in Salt Lake is like 2%. Did you guys know oh that? Oh, my God. That yeah. Percentages so it's like water? It's like wheat yeah, water? It's mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. funny. We, we went out to a bar a few years ago out there, and, and it you would like order like a giant glass of beer and you'd be and they'd be like oh like three dollars it was like unbelievably cheap and we're like oh like fuck yeah like Salt like, Lake and then we kept drinking we're like not feeling anything yeah and then, and then our and then our, you look at the the label uh, yeah our buddy Nick came and he's like oh he's like yeah that, that beer's like two or three <laughs> percent it also yeah made me feel very strange one time too and I was like, I'm just not going to drink in Salt Lake. I was told you're allergic to beer, though? Most beer, yeah. Most but this beer? is... What this, is what, what, this was a while ago. Yeah, what is it in the beer that it's... That I don't know. I'm okay. half Japanese, and so... So you, you get the some, and Sometimes, yeah, yeah, but I think it's more so... I so guess you're sometimes you lack, half Japanese? Yeah. You lack an <laughs> enzyme to properly metabolize are, alcohol. Are you... Do you... But I'm also half German, so... Oh. These should be able to drink it. <laughs> the duality. <laughs> right? Um, cilantro. Yeah, I used I used to be able to anything, cilantro, and then it slowly started. Yeah. Now, w- when you taste cilantro, does it taste like soap? I have I a buddy love that loves cilantro. Okay, so you're I good. Love I have it. a buddy, uh, Uncle what? B. Uncle B. Uncle B. When okay. he eats cilantro, it tastes like soap. He's got some kind of like he's lacking an enzyme where it I tastes like soap. Okay, cilantro. so there's this there's this. Uh, you guys have been to Goat Hill in Newport, right? Yes. For yeah, wh- whenever no, whenever nope. I get beer there, it tastes like soap to me. It's probably it's cilantro beer. It's yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe I have that. Maybe it's cilantro beer. Like the tap no, probably. nothing. Fl- when maybe you're my boy. Probably, probably the tap. They're back. They're clean. Back flushing the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> the tubes and they didn't. They didn't flush them out properly. They didn't flush them out. Uh, they stuffed the pyro in there. Yeah, they put. They put cilantro juice in their, their <laughs> lines. So yeah. Oh, just awesome. a just a huge uh, shit talk to Go Hill on the air. That's how I just wanted to get there. I've, I've never been there, so I don't, I don't know where it's If you like soap in your beer, it smells that's where you go. Fantastic. That's where you go. <laughs> and that's the real talk. That's the real talk. You play foosball? You're pretty good? No, I suck, but I'm saying it's fun to play foosball. Okay. All right. It's all about pool, Ramon. You'll learn. No, not pool. Fool. So, so how do you guys usually like, pass the time on the road? <laughs> not pool. Fool. Like, how do you guys usually pass the time on the road? Keep yourselves not bored. Chris D'Elia's podcast. Chris D'Elia's podcast. Congratulations, <laughs> pod. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, it's a comedian. A little yeah. jealous or not. Well, no. Well, uh, drop um, another podcast no. on <laughs> our <laughs> show? <laughs> how dare you? He's like, who's that? I'm going to beat him up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcast. 
on drives, okay. music mm-hmm. and whatnot, and then Cornel do you guys like fuck with each other too and stuff sometimes? Just like little practical or... jokes. Uh, more verbally. Okay, it's it's <laughs> less, less of a joke and it's more seriously cutting each other down. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it makes for like a good stage presence and stuff, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. so morale is at an all time low when we get on stage and everybody's pissed <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Wow, that was really authentic." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel the I feel the anger and sadness in your songs. Yeah, yeah, but driving is a majority of the time of touring is driving, mm-hmm. and then waiting to play at the venue. And then it's probably like a lot so, of like as soon as you're done, hop right back on. Sometimes, yeah, or find a place to or go to where we're sleeping, crash out, and leave okay. to the next. So it's not most of the downtime is either in the van or at the venue. Okay. So. I don't know. Yeah, music and music. I and also yeah, music and shit talking. Work a little bit <laughs> yeah. too. I do some stuff for work. Yeah. So what do you work. do? I work for a company, a nonprofit that works with persons with disabilities. Okay. Yeah, his, na- his name's Larry. This is Mike, this is Mike speaking. <laughs> yes. This um, <laughs> yeah, we work with uh, persons with disabilities. It can be anything like Down syndrome, autism, anything really, mm-hmm. um, and. The area I work in is helping them find employment. Awesome. And then sustain that employment. We provide them with like a job coach to help them out with at work if they need help with anything. So uh, they, they, they want to work.
All right, what's up, guys? Big Lou here. Welcome to Beyond the Bike. And tonight we have the Real Talk with Neil. What's up, Neil? Hey, how's it going? All right, man. We got we got some we got some talented people in the house. Yes, we do. We got Day Seeker. Day Seeker. You've heard hello, of Day Seeker, right? Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Hey, it is great as well. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, some beer in here. We're gonna get drunk. Uh, buzz. Come on, we'll get a little buzz. We, we, nah. get buzz. No. we can't. We can't. We can't, we can't get too drunk. We can't. No, yeah. we cannot. <laughs> yeah. I'm lying on the real talk. R- R- Ramon's got to hustle some. Got to hustle the van, right? Ramon? Yeah, that's right. I'm pushing. <laughs> the pusher. It's a lot of weight. <laughs> so is the is the van uh, is the van replacement for warped? Are you guys pre- prepping for warped? Getting a new van? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How, so, I, introduce yourselves, guys. Yeah. Um, Rory, I sing. Uh, I'm Gino. I play guitar. I'm Ramon, I play bass. Mike, I play drums. All right. Awesome, yeah. So how's your guys' day? Did you guys do anything interesting today? Uh, I sat in traffic. I also Well, I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> that's typical here in SoCal. Yeah, um, yeah he said interesting. Or interesting. did you? Interesting, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, let's see. No, it was day off. Day off, and I just did laundry and relaxed and ran errands. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. It's a good uh, day. Yeah. Laundry day, man. How much money did you go through a week for laundry? Uh, Two dollars a week. <laughs> Two dollars a week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> laundry. That's a tight budget, man. There's a lot of stingy places that don't give quarters. They can't break a quarter, like a dollar for some reason. <laughs> so, so, I need four quarters, please. <laughs> I'll buy the Snickers. <laughs> Just go to the bank, dude. <laughs> go, go to get, the bank. Get, ATM straight up. Hey, let me get. Go to the. Go to no, the I mean like you go inside the bank and go. Hey, you know, I need I need twenty dollars in quarters. I, I, the I, I forget. Seven. I forget a lot of things. I, oh, people how many work remember in the, the bank. So we have Warp Tour coming up. Are you guys excited about that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm very Also excited. nervous. Nervous? Yeah. So you guys are doing the full tour, right? You guys are going around Correct. with everyone else? Yep. L- lots of top ramen, or what do you guys eat? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've never There's even thought about it. Catering every day, I believe. Oh, oh really? Oh, they take care of you guys? You really? There is, yeah. Yeah, all the bands get, you get like a pass every day that you, they, yeah, it's a nice spread from what I've heard, but they feed you, yeah, every day that you're playing anyways. So. so this is like the first... Like a, like the first time you guys are on on the Warp tour, yeah, yeah, and it's it's actually it's it's the last Warp tour that they're going to do that's uh, full cross country, anyways. Oh wow, yeah. So before before we get to that, let's let's get back to let's get to know you guys. What are you guys all about, man? Uh, Where are you from? Money, <laughs> Al- alcohol, material things, girls, dudes, dudes, girls, dudes, dudes. Yeah. a lot of dudes, <laughs> a lot yeah. of dudes. Okay, spend a lot of time with dudes. It's actually what most of their songs are about. If you listen, yeah. okay. Like a remote space. I'll just say climbing, but that's just too basic to say. Like, that's basic. You know, we're all, we, we all climb. Are you asking oh, yeah. what we're about? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh, where, where, you get, where are you guys from? Orange County? All over, yeah. Orange okay. County, San Mike's Diego. From, all from, Southern California. Mike's from Redonda Beach, and he lives near In-N-Out. <laughs> hey, I live closer to In and Out than Mike does, man. I'm about the map quest and find out who's you. closer. I could walk there in a day or something. <laughs> how'd, how'd you guys meet? Tinder. Tinder? Tinder? Yeah. I've never had that. No. <laughs> yeah. Just through music. I've, uh, yeah, I yeah, an old band I was in I toured with Mike when Mike was in a different band. And then um and then 
the band I was in died, and then we joined Mike's band. But you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> that happens and quite then, a bit, honey. Huh, Bands dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then we lost one of our guitar players, and Gino, we had known for a few years. He's from San Diego though, but he came to try out, and he was a good fit. And then Ramon's been a good friend for years as well, and um, he used to play in his old band I of Helix, and then we were kind of quietly waiting to steal him for a couple of years. <laughs> and then we... Yeah, waiting for them to break up with him so <laughs> so we could DM him and start flirting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Wine and dine him or what? Yeah. yeah. We didn't have to, though, surprisingly. Oh, cheap date. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Ramon's been with us about a year, actually, so he's pretty... Mm. We hit it off. pretty fresh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's good. It's always... Yeah. I guess you're always curious how someone's going to fit into your, the dynamic of your group and right yeah he's yeah he's he's a good he's good company to have on tour Thanks, he's a very Rick. positive guy <laughs> you're welcome man save for the dudes thank you <laughs> <laughs> save for the dudes save for all the dudes out there so uh what are, what are some of your inspirations when you when you guys are writing um your songs like other bands we uh, other to. bands or just even like things you're going through or I don't know. Like, what, 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 well, what are the pieces that you guys puzzle together to create your song? Is it like if if it's like band influence, you guys want to sound like this, or is it like things you guys are going through? Do you guys collaborate with the songwriting? Is it like one person? Like, get us into that. Well, l- lyrically, it's all Rory. Okay. So Her. outside of that, <laughs> I think musically, I don't know. What are some of your if influences? If we're like trying to yeah. rip off that's bands heavy or anything, well, right, there's other bands that, that we look up to. That right, yeah. Cool so stuff. I mean, what are some of your influences? For Current bands would be bands like Architects and okay, hell yeah. Uh, older bands would be like Thrice, Thrice I would definitely. say. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I mean, I really like old like rock bands like Jimmy World and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Mellower bands. Yeah, Paramore's cool. I have a soft spot for Jimmy World. Yeah. Yeah. Bleed American and Future. Sweetness oh, is my course. jam, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, Sweetness. All sweetness. Day. You can't be mad when you listen to Sweetness. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know this song? Yeah. <laughs> Circa. Circa survives a huge yeah. influence. For me at least. I remember Ramon, you would play a lot of Circa when we close at the coffee shop. Yeah. Here. There's good coffee music. Good there coffee it is. Music. Blue sky noise. That's the tattoo. We're showing my tattoo. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> anybody's wondering what's going on here, it's a show and tell. I think people can hear it just fine, you know. Some sort of smacking. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, yeah, what's going on in the studio? There's some smacking going on. Hey, dudes, right? <laughs> dudes, yeah. yeah. Dudes just writing song about dudes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, and then I think well lyrically, I think it kind of like it's supposed to be a lot of topics that a lot of people can relate to to find uh, comfort if they're struggling with certain things. I don't know, like drug abuse or Mm -hmm. uh, cancer or breakups, just things like that. Right, that's like a big a big part that yeah, like stems into the the lyrical content is like loss. Yeah. Yeah, hoping it helps somebody when they're listening to the music so, th- so that's where you get your your you draw your, your your information for your lyrics from yeah most of the time yeah okay so i mean and it's kind of nice too because then i feel like when we tour I, I get to have a you know or we or, or i get to have a lot of cool conversations with people about how they might feel like one song in particular really stuck with them and then mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of makes it feel like 
you know, if you're dealing with something tough at a time in your life and then it's translated to something positive or like in a musical form and then somebody else relates and then it's comforting, then it, it makes it seem like less like senseless. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. So you're the one that writes all the music? Uh, all the lyrical the lyrics, yeah, okay. The music's like pretty split between all of us. Usually. So you read the, you read the content and then and then you present it to the group, the band, and then you guys no. try to fix. No, <laughs> the music no. comes first. Yeah. So the okay. music comes first. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, break it down. So okay, I, get, I feel like I can get a vibe off of like like just the tone or the mood of a song. I'll be like, oh, I think that'd be cool to write about like this topic. Like it's sometimes hmm. I'll keep it in my mind. Like I think I want to write about that someday, but then. Sometimes I'll hear like an instrumental and I'll be like, "Oh, like that's really it's really creepy or, or like or dark sounding." Like, I think it would fit that that one pretty well. Or okay. I'm like a ballad and it's it's a little more mellow. I'm like, "Oh, that's probably more like a love song or a relationship thing." So okay, I yeah, I, I hardly ever write the lyrics before the music. It usually goes the opposite. Is that is is that what the norm is, Neil? I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, is that what usually what it is? Like, we're Usually you have music, and then you put the words to it? I, I don't know. See, for my band, it was like, uh, they were just kind of like, hey, play this part. And I was like, oh, okay, can I can I change it around a little bit? And like, yeah. Uh, it was more like a collaborative lyrically and musically between Jaden and Danny, but I wouldn't say we're the most professional band. Mm -hmm. So I, I can give you, like, my insider look. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's... I mean, they're doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I also think every band's completely different. Okay. Yeah, I think the way they operate. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, <clears throat> how long did it take for you guys to, to create a song? You know, is it like a. Uh, like, does it take a while? I mean. <laughs> Definitely depends. I don't think there's an absolute answer to that either. So, so, you guys, I mean, what's I the average? Does it vary? I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, we'll usually just do, like, pre-production on, like, a laptop, and I feel like sometimes we've, like, I don't know, we've come up with, like, an instrumental and written a full song in, like, a session or two, which is, like, you know, maybe a day or two of work, and mm -hmm. then, I mean, there was, like, one song on our newest album that, like, we, re we like, wrote and rewrote probably, like, four times, because it was, like, it just, like, we were, like, oh, I think it's cool, and then we kept writing the rest, and we're, like, Oh no, it's not that good. And then I was, we rewrote it, and we're like, okay, now it's good. And then mm -hmm. kept listening, like, no, it's not. And then like, <laughs> so it's it's hard because then there's some songs where like we finished, and it was like uh, there wasn't a need for like any rewrites. Like it mm -hmm. was really, it would just come out really cool right off the bat. And there's some that you have to like just like tear apart and find out like wh like what part is like cool enough to keep. What do we have to rewrite? And it's. I mean, it's weird. Sometimes you can start overthink. Like, am I, mm -hmm. are we overthinking it? Was it fine the first time? But um, it's a hard answer, yeah. Because I mean, there's yeah, there's one song on our album that it almost didn't make it on because we rewrote it so many times. But I think it was like the third song out of like twelve that we started writing mm -hmm. for the album. So I mean, that one took like over a year, year and a oh, half wow. to find like a version that was like okay, it's fine now. Mm -hmm. And then you can think it's done, and then get to a studio, and then change it again yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so a lot of songs get drastically changed like almost a 180 like you'll have a you have a skeleton for a song and then going to the studio and then the producer has input and you're like oh well i guess i could work way better so let's go with this route so it kind of kind of falls into a place into place in a different way and that's happened with with us at least 
several times. So mm-hmm. yeah. I feel I feel like that's with most artists. Hmm. Right. So. Are you guys on, on a label or, or are you guys on your own? Where, where, who are you guys with? We're with a label called Spineform. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're owned under Universal. I think they're, I think they have a bigger, a bigger territory or reach in like the UK and Europe. But they like, we're pretty interested in expanding like their US branch. So, okay. Yeah. So they got us and like, a Treyu. I think they have Ghost. Ghost yeah. and Bullet for My Valentine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Anti Flag. I think they shell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah could yeah, be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Anti flag so. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they no, they've been cool to work with. We were originally on like more of an indie label called In Vogue Records, and they were cool too. But it was, it's there's definitely a difference in, in more of like a major or like considerably a major label and everything. But yeah, because you I mean, that's your end game is to to get you know obviously bigger, right? There's yeah. A, <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a nice guy named Darren that works for Spine Farm. A, a nice guy. Oh. Gets his Another man. round of calamari. Cal- <laughs> is is, is, is that New York? The, yeah, they're out of New York. Is that or the key to your heart? In, in the U.S. at least. Uh-huh. Hey, we get two rounds of calamari. Hey, forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 so, is, is there a is there you guys is there like a pressure environment where you guys have to like like hey you guys have to produce something you guys have to create something I mean how does that work? Kind of. There's an know. overall. Uh, timeline i feel that but a lot of the times i feel like darren will ask us like hey when do you feel you could be ready for this or this or this Mm -hmm. um it's very so it's not like you have to you have to have this done by this date right okay yeah because i mean i I really don't know how like it all works you you guys would know like there's a proposed timeline okay for sure yeah like (laughs) hey you guys better get it done or else or else. Yeah. <laughs> that can be the case if we're yes. getting it close, but usually we, we communicate enough to where that doesn't doesn't have to happen. So. Because I'm sure you guys don't want to get rushed, right? Because then, you know, then you guys put out something that you guys are not really that happy we with. we don't like enough. Right? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we were just rushed, rushed to get it done, and there it is, you know? like There's also the flip side to not wanting to be stagnant, too. So I feel like I right. management's pretty on top of, like, like timeline-wise. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, like... In, we communicate with them, like a, a, about mm-hmm. that generally. Like we'll have a, <clears throat> like our A and R guy Darren will like to have a general timeline for the entire year. So that's very helpful just to know, uh, just to know that certain things are coming up so we can prepare for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't know if we had like an A an A and R and a manager that we didn't speak to on at least like a, a weekly basis maybe and then we'd like something would come up like that and it's just like all right well we're just kind of running around with running around like headless chickens <laughs> like tr- like just trying to trying to stay afloat but it's been good in that regard mm-hmm. on on spine farm so yeah. thankful for that it's about a year and a half to two years is like your aim goal for how often you want to put a record out but it's hard to put a time limit on it because sometimes it yeah I mean, it takes a little bit longer, or it's just different. When you're independent, like, you would only actually go into a studio when you were ready to, like, to press and hit record, and Mm -hmm. now it's different. You know, you hear about bands who go into studios, and they they literally have nothing written, and the whole goal is to actually write, like, the album with a particular producer, so that they're there to, like, help you, but... Mm -hmm. 
So, so the producers are a critical part in, in, in like creating like what you guys want the content and the music and everything out. It can be. We still like to like we still went in with like probably like eight or nine songs written on mm-hmm. our last record, and then he he definitely like he had a say in it, and he definitely put his own spin on a lot of stuff. Where I like it's it's interesting because I think it would have came out a lot differently with somebody else, but it was it was a lot of us though. It wasn't like a big whole big thing Mm -hmm. i feel pretty weird if we went to somebody and it was just like we have zero stuff written because i i have because yeah we have friends who are like producers and in the music scene and they've mentioned like they've mentioned bands who come in with that attitude but then it's almost like the band expects the producer to actually write the album for them like he said, "Yeah, we that's started. weird." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, but I mean, can, can you do my homework? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. This one producer told us that yeah, a band would just come in and it was like they almost expected it was included in the recording fee that he was going to. He would literally sit there and write all the guitar for him, and then damn, would have a big. And I mean, and it's funny too. Like a lot of people don't know. Like it's, it is, it is how a lot of bands function like, really I mean, I mean yeah like you you know i was like you know you thought about it in like <laughs> the trip yeah in like major pop music and stuff like oh there's probably like you know 20 writers in there to make sure that it's like a banger when it's on the radio but then you know i've heard of bands who are like not too far you know out of our genre or our reach where they'll yeah like they collaborate with somebody and they help them write like a big majority of their record but you just see the music attached to the band, not like that's where it's the person who's writing it. You not, know? not to the team. It's, or whatever. it's like a professional baseball player, like bringing his coach in, like like batting coach. Hey, man, can you go in the bathroom real quick? I want to. I want to see how it, how it looks. All right, I'm just going to run to the base real quick. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's similar, right? I mean, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. somebody else is doing everything for you. It's like where's the creativeness and there's like the passion behind it. There's like nothing there. Yeah. yeah. No. Right? I mean, because when you guys put it together, it's, you know, that's you guys. It's nobody else's, imp, you know, for the most part, it's, it's yeah, what, what you guys want it to come out. That's what it comes out, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It no. also goes beyond the music, though, too, right? It's even, like, marketing and the images you guys put out and stuff like that, too, right? Like, uh, album art and... Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, definitely uh, for our most recent one, Dreamy is Singing, Wiki is Rising. We've uh, done a lot of merchandise and, like, you know, promotional photos regarding the album artwork and like just trying to stick with that theme i guess so it kind of it kind of goes a long way yeah so what, what i mean so what's your guys' regular gig throughout i mean you guys <laughs> right let's let's talk about what's your day job um i work in optometry for like eyeglasses and okay. contacts and stuff okay i've been doing it for like 10 years so and i my current job has been Semi okay with me leaving for two hours. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, I'll be gone for a couple months. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, I work at a deli, and thankfully they're—it's crazy, <laughs> but they let me leave for months at a time, and uh, I'm st- been there for I want to say three to four years now because you know it's hard to find a job that lets you do that kind of thing. Right, right. Come and go as you please. It's not. <laughs> It's kind of kind of unattainable in, in certain workplaces. Right. Definitely, yeah. More 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 so than not. I, I got a buddy that works at the at the local bike shop here and he he does these uh these tours where he's gone for like a year at a time. Oh damn. Oh my goodness. He, he was in India. That's like, so he long. he was gone for like a year. That's like three hundred days. <laughs> 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 Can we confirm that? Can we get that confirmed? 
Somebody Wikipedia that real quick. More, accurate, <laughs> more accurately, that's like 400 days. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, if you round up, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was in India, and, and uh, he was his budget was a dollar a day. So he was living okay on a dollar a day in India. He was sleeping on the side of the road, you know, and uh, that's what he did for a year. You know, he was like in, you know, just, he went, just, that's what he does. He, hmm. he, he saves enough money, lives on his parents' couch, doesn't pay rent. Saves enough money and then he's gone for like a year or two. He's doing this thing Just called surviving. ruck. Yeah, ruck the world. So he's like on a ruck a scooter. So he wants to do, he wants to do that. Uh, you know, the whole globe. You know, he wants to do it on a scooter and like that's what he wants to do. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That's, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, he's kind of. It kind of reminds me of that guy who was taking a picture of himself. He was traveling in the like um. Eastern Hemisphere, and he's taking a picture of himself every he's like, day. He's like barefoot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and he's like, you see his beard that guy. Yeah. yeah. He, That's pretty he cool. He died, didn't he? What? Oh, what? Oh, I come on, man. I'm like, sorry. Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fake news. I feel like he, I, I think he died, like, on his journey. Wow. Super sad. He would, like, oh, take pictures, and, like, he had glasses or something? I think at one point he had glasses, and I think he ditched them or something. Yeah, and he was, like, barefoot all the time, like, walk, walking on the street, just, like, traveling. Like, mm-hmm. like, and he's yeah. just take a picture a day, and you can see, like, him get thinner. You can see him get yeah. a beard. that's pretty sad. Get a tan. Yeah, I think he got hit by a car. I, I could be totally wrong, though. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, go to, I go to Baja a lot, you know, down to, uh, I go, I I'm driven all the way. Baja Fish Taco, because that's good. Because <laughs> 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 that's good. That's good. Uh, Mexico. And uh, I've driven all the way down to, like, La Paz and Los Cabos down there. And I've seen, like, cyclists. You know, they, they go from, like, Alaska and, and they ride their bike all the way down to, like, Cabo. Or there's some guys that go all the way to, like, Argentina. And that's what they do is they just they put all the shit on their bikes and they ride down. And some of those guys are pretty nuts because down there, like, there's a two-lane road. And it's, like, super narrow. So, like, you got to be super careful when you're, when, you're going, when you're going by these guys. But usually they, they travel in packs. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they go, like, 100 miles a day, find a spot where they go safely to camp, and they just camp on the side of the road. Next morning, pack up, and they're gone again. That's cool. Speaking of traveling That's in packs, wild. so do you guys have, like, a DD for the, for the tour? Do you guys switch off driving, or are you guys going to have a driver? How's that? For, for Warped. For Warped, yeah. I think the plan is to have a driver. We have okay. A, yeah. the, okay. It's just because, yeah, the check-ins are... Very, 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 very early in the oh. morning every day. I okay. think it's like 6.30 or 7 or something. Yeah. It's just been confirmed that we have a driver now. <laughs> okay. Um, Verified. He's right. He's right. So, so, yeah, being at Warped all day and then getting done at, I would imagine, midnight or maybe later and then trying to drive to the next check-in by 6.30 a.m. the next day, we would just die. You would die, yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, but, you know, yeah. if that's how you want to go out... <laughs> Hey man. But no, we're yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so you guys have uh, one or two tours on your belt with the current lineup right now, right? Uh, uh, with the current? Where have you guys gone with the band? Everywhere. Everywhere? No, Everywhere. Uh, most of the U.S., Toronto. What are, okay. what are some UK, of your favorite spots? Europe. Like, what was like a spot where you're like, I love this spot? Budapest. Like, I, Budapest? Wow. Budapest, yeah. That was good. Uh, I, uh, stayed, I stayed Am- in the hotel that night. I'm bummed. Am- Amsterdam, actually. Amsterdam oh, was my yeah. favorite. I was yeah. like Amsterdam for sure. Yeah, I've said it a lot, but I I think just because of like the rumors you hear about it, you expect it's gonna be like a pretty 
Or just trashy, things that go like trash or like yeah. degenerative. Vegas. I don't know. You think Vegas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like legal prostitution. Weed. That's in Mexico. You don't have to go very far <laughs> to do that. There you go. But it, but it, exactly. it looks. But, but yeah. Gorgeous. Speaking of Mexico, my friend Jim went to Rosarita last weekend and he said these prostitutes were just throwing them themselves at him and lighting illegal. Well, have you seen the guy? Was this spring break? Was this during spring break? This, this, this gym's going to be moving into my place, too, so you <laughs> might bring him by. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to have him tell the story. <laughs> Good times. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, Amsterdam was... Fra- yeah, the it's, UK in general was really cool. Yeah. It was cool. cool just to tour internationally. It was definitely, like, one of... Yeah, it was, like, one of the most memorable, but it was... It was fucking Toughest. rough. <laughs> like, okay, I was going to say, like, good, memorable, or just, like... Just yeah, like, it's, it's all around. Yeah? Like, there Physical was just, conditions and, like, mm-hmm. transportation was just as janky as you can Jet lag, sleep. Okay. Yeah. Well, how, do you, how do you guys yeah. deal with that kind of stuff? Like, cry a lot. Well, <laughs> cry in the corner? <laughs> yeah. Blow, blow my nose a lot. I wasn't part of that. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Okay. It was, well, actually, it was funny, because when we, when we first went to the UK, it's, like, a... It's like a ten-hour flight to get there, and we uh, we had a flight in the morning. We were like, we really just want to try and get out of the way. So we had this plan where we stayed up all night, like drinking the night before our flight, and then the goal was to try and like pull an all-nighter and just like exhaust ourselves so that we would just, even though it was like you know economy or like you know, because in first class you can get like a bed, you can lay down. And sleep right. So you guys sleep it on the floor or what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had this whole, like, elaborate plan to just exhaust ourselves with drinking and pouring an all-nighter, and then we got on the flight, and then I couldn't, like, I think I slept total of two hours. Oh, yeah. man. Like, it was just Bad so, idea. Yeah, maybe. It was so amazing. Maybe two hours. Couldn't, you couldn't sleep. And then we got there, and it was Sun 10 a.m. We're just like, it was like 10 a.m. Uh, yeah, I think we left, like, California at, like, Three or four, and then it, it was like 10, 10 a.m. <laughs> the next day in London, and so you just want to sleep, and it's the day's like just starting there. I think we all made it until six or seven at night. You guys were out, and then we all knocked out, and then simultaneously we all woke up at two, <laughs> two or three in the morning. I remember didn't, that. Didn't fall oh back to that sleep. was so really funny. yeah. It was yeah. We, we all woke up wrecked. at the same time, pitch black in our hotel room. I'm just like uh. So what do we do? <laughs> yeah, so by like the third or fourth day of being up, it was, I think we had slept like collectively six. <laughs> An upside down six. Like nine hours or something. I forget. I tweeted about it mm. as it was happening and yeah, I remember just... Now. Let's, let's go scroll and, and How ridiculous that. it was that we'd been up for so many days and slept so little hours. Because the jet lag just ruined But you guys have to perform, right? Yeah. So the first, (laughs) we landed and then we stayed in a hostel. I think it was a hostel. It It was was something. It was like some... Somewhere. One of the more simple hotels. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah. And then we met our driver the next day and I believe played a show that night in Birmingham. I forget. I forget. But I think there was like one night to try and recover but we Mm -hmm. all only slept a couple hours and all woke up at the same time at two in the morning and didn't fall back to sleep and then the driver was there and it was time to go damn so yeah yeah, it was yeah it was cool though like it was very cool play your music and like a different and it was wild especially when people know of it yeah, they were it's singing like yeah. singing, singing your songs and stuff. And like, oh yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the yeah. shows were really good too, and I was yeah. like, how is this going on right now? Yeah, it was very strange. It was that, that was a good. I want to say two, three years ago. 
Two, two and a half. And yeah. yeah, two and a half. No, yeah. it was, yeah, but it was, yeah, because I mean, I just think it's a different attitude out in that area of the world. Because I feel like in the U.S., you usually, you'll only go to a show unless you're, unless you're like, I want to see that band as to where, there were shows there I could tell people were just going because a show was happening. And then mm. they would be like, oh, maybe I'll, like, maybe I'll hear somebody I like as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I'm only going to go unless I know somebody who's playing so i think it's cool like that the attitude's a little bit different there for like europe? live music yeah europe and uk primarily europe but uk too there were yeah there were some great shows in in both, both well, of those places. david hasselhoff hey david hasselhoff is <laughs> freaking famous in germany david hasselhoff david hasselhoff <laughs> Oh man! So, what's like the worst place if you guys have like, like, dude? I'm never gonna come back here. Like, you Oakland. mean like for me, Oakland? Oakland? Oh yeah, downtown Oakland was my least favorite place of all time. Tell me about it. Damn. Tell me about downtown Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Is it like something like they gave me? They gave yeah. me white tomatoes on my sandwich. What? Yeah, it white depends tomatoes? what you mean. If you mean like show, or you just mean the city. The venue or the people. I'm thinking like, like the experience, mean? like the experience. Just overall experience. Yeah, just overall experience, like funny. Salt Lake like City, a, Utah. Really? What? Yeah. I love Salt Lake. Disregard well, that Salt Lake. They're beautiful. Hmm? Oh, the loading dock. Oh, the loading dock. The loading dock. It's, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> it's fine. That, that place. That, show, play, that place always goes off, though. Yeah. Ramon, redact it. Redact it. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. It was cold. Oh my goodness. They have good beer in Utah, man. They have epic brewing, dude. It's probably expensive beer. I don't know. It's good here, man. When did you turn no, negative, just, Ramon? You're becoming a Debbie Downer. <laughs> what happened to the you? Beer, the beer in Salt Lake is like 2%. Did you guys know oh that? Oh, my God. That yeah. Percentages so it's like water? It's like wheat yeah, water? It's mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. funny. We, we went out to a bar a few years ago out there, and, and it you would like order like a giant glass of beer and you'd be and they'd be like oh like three dollars it was like unbelievably cheap and we're like oh like fuck yeah like so, like so like and then we kept drinking we're like not feeling anything yeah and then, and then our and then our, you look at the the label uh, yeah our buddy Nick came and he's like oh he's like yeah that, that beer's like two or three <laughs> percent it also yeah made me feel very strange one time too. And I was like, I'm just not going to drink in Salt Lake. I was told you're allergic to beer, though? Most beer, yeah. Most but this beer? is... What this, is what, what, this was a while ago. Yeah, what is it in the beer that it's... That I don't know. I'm okay. half Japanese, and so... So you, you get the some, redness and... Sometimes, yeah, yeah, but I think it's more so... I so guess sometimes you lack, half Japanese? Yeah. You lack an <laughs> enzyme to properly metabolize are, alcohol. Are you... Do you... But I'm also half German, so... Huh. These should be able to drink it. <laughs> the duality, <laughs> right? Um, cilantro. Yeah, I used I used to be able to anything, cilantro, and then it slowly started. Yeah. Now, w- when you taste cilantro, does it taste like soap? I have I a buddy love that loves cilantro. Okay, so you're I good. Love I have a buddy, uh, Uncle what? B. Uncle B. Uncle B. When okay. he eats cilantro, it tastes like soap. He's got some kind of like he's lacking an enzyme where it I tastes like soap. Okay, cilantro. so there's this there's this. Uh, you guys have been to Goat Hill in Newport, right? Yes. For yeah, wh- whatever, no, whenever nope. I get beer there, it tastes like soap to me. It's probably it's cilantro beer. It's yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe I have that. Maybe it's cilantro beer. Tap, no, probably. nothing. Fl- when maybe you're my boy. Probably, probably the tap. They're back. They're clean. Back flushing the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> the tubes and they didn't. They didn't flush them out properly. They didn't flush them out. Uh, they just left the puro in there. Yeah, they probably. put they put cilantro juice in their, their <laughs> lines. Just a just a huge uh, shit talk to Goat Hill on the air. 
That's all. I just wanted to get throw out there. I've, I've never been there, so I don't. I don't know where it's. If you like soap in your beer, it smells. That's where you go. Fantastic. That's where you go. <laughs> and that's the real talk. That's the real talk. You play foosball? You're pretty good. No, I suck. But I'm saying it's fun to play foosball. Okay. All right. All about pool, Ramon. You'll learn. No, not pool. Food. So, so how do you guys usually like, pass the time on the road? <laughs> not pool. Food. Like, how do you guys usually pass the time on the road? Keep yourselves not bored. Chris D'Elia's podcast. Chris D'Elia's podcast. Congratulations, <laughs> Pod. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, it's a comedian. Lou yeah. jealous or not? Well, no. Uh, uh, drop um, another podcast no. on <laughs> our show. <laughs> there you. He's like, "Who's that? I'm gonna beat him up." Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, podcast Cornel. on drives, okay. music, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and then. Do you guys like fuck with each other too and stuff sometimes? Just like little practical jokes? Uh, more verbally. Okay. (laughs) It's it's less (laughs) less of a joke and it's more seriously cutting each other down. Okay, yeah. It makes for like a good stage presence and stuff, right? Right, so so morale is at an all time low when we get on stage and everybody's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, wow, that was really authentic. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel the I feel the anger and sadness in your songs. Yeah, but driving is a majority of the time of touring is driving, mm-hmm. and then waiting to play at the venue. And then it's probably like a lot so, of like as soon as you're done, hop right back on. Sometimes, yeah, or find a place to or go to where we're sleeping, crash out, and leave okay. to the next. So it's not most of the downtime is either in the van or at the venue. Okay. So. I don't know. Yeah, music and music. I also and yeah, music and shit talking. Work a little bit <laughs> yeah. too. I do some stuff for work. Yeah. So what do you work. do? I work for a company, a nonprofit that works with persons with disabilities. Okay. Yeah, his, na- his name's Larry. This is Mike, <laughs> this is Mike speaking. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we work with uh, persons with disabilities. It can be anything like Down syndrome, autism, anything really, mm-hmm. um, and. The area I work in is helping them find employment. Awesome. And then sustain that employment. We provide them with like a job coach to help them out with at work if they need help with anything. So, uh, so they, they want to work.